Thanks for tuning in today to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. My name is Katie Chesney, and on Technically Speaking, we explore the latest social media trends, discover the hottest technology jobs on the market, and give you helpful tips and tricks for using social media. Today's show is Choosing the Right Social Media Network. And today, we're with Lisa Brazil, Strategy Director at Ignite Social Media, and she brings a wealth of information and experience with her today. So now before we dive into our topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Lisa? Right. So currently, I'm the VP of Strategy for Ignite Social Media. And, you know, we're a social media agency. And all we do is work with mostly business to consumer brands that are are really looking, are are larger brands like Fortune 1000 or Fortune 500 Mm -hmm. type brands. And what we do is help them really find the right social media strategy for their customer. Okay. So a lot of my job is just working with those brands and, and working with, with our team to figure out how do we match these technologies with what the brands are looking for. Awesome. And now, were you always interested in social media or was it something you just kind of fell into? I think that I just fell into it, honestly. So I was working at a traditional agency and doing some more traditional forms of advertising. Mm-hmm. And my boss at the time uh, decided to start up a, a spinoff um, startup, which is now Ignite Social Media. Okay. And he just said, do you have some time to you know, work part time on this little project? And you know, none of us, we really didn't know where it would go at that point. And it was so new that no one was really talking about it in terms of um, using social media for marketing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I really had the opportunity at that point to kind of jump onto something new. It was back in 2007. So as you can imagine, we've come a long way since then. Right. And we've grown from around two employees to about over 100 now. Uh, and wow. all we do is just look at social media marketing and applying that to businesses. So, yeah, I think it was just something that fell into and uh, it was something new and different and, and an evolving industry. So it was something that I was interested in because of those things. And now I'm even continue to get more interested in it because it continually changes and it doesn't stay the same for very long. Well, that's awesome to see such growth and progression in such an important industry. Um, Now, I just want to ask you a quick overall question. How many social media channels are out there and how fast is that number growing? I don't know that I know the exact number of every social media channel out there. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to say that I'm an expert and that I know every one of them, but I'm sure there's some really obscure networks that, right. I, you know, even even we can't keep an eye out on. But at this point, there's probably about five to probably seven that are capturing more mainstream attention, I, mm-hmm. I would say. And uh, those are the ones that are likely to have more reach. And, you know, this also varies by if you're looking at it from a, global perspective or a national perspective. So, you know, I think everyone knows in the U.S., you're really looking at kind of the top five, maybe, which Mm -hmm. would be, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Google Plus, and and then maybe even LinkedIn or, um, you know, and then you have Instagram that is is growing rapidly and and others. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that we kind of all know these are the ones that you know, come to mind first, you know, they're more top of mind, they're more mainstream, maybe, but I'm not sure that I have a handle on exactly how many, but they all, you know, you see these 
smaller networks and niche networks uh, popping up still. At, at the same time, you also see the larger networks growing more rapidly and, and capturing more of that attention. Okay. Now, you, you mentioned that there's some of those more obscure networks out there. Um, now, what really makes a social media channel a social media channel? I mean, I could just throw up a forum, but would that be social media or is, are you looking for something in particular? For us, we really look at social media marketing. And uh, so when we're looking at what constitutes a social media channel or a social networking site, we're really looking for places that people are going to engage. Mm -hmm. And so if, if they're having conversations on it, then we consider that worth considering. Mm -hmm. So forums are still something that we're keeping our eye out on. You know, we have automotive clients and and even travel clients, and we don't ignore forums because they do still, some of them still have a very active and engaged audience that is a little bit more specific or they're a little bit more enthusiastic about whatever the forum is about. Mm -hmm. So you might find people who are really just looking for other like-minded people to just talk about cars, you know, and just talk about modifications on their cars. And so we still find those forums extremely valuable to, to look at, but the, the ways that brands work with different channels is different. So mm -hmm. forums, brands really don't have a, a large opportunity within those forums necessarily to go in and push their messages because they'll pretty much get kicked out. But what we have found is, you know, there's different approaches within each channel. And so with, you know, if we were to do forum outreach, we'd be working with the forum moderators and forming relationships with them. And then they may decide to share some of our content or a program that we're doing or an opportunity for their community. So it really depends. I, I think that we keep a, a broader definition of what constitutes something as kind of a social uh, media or social networking site, only because we see opportunities more than just the traditional networks. Mm -hmm. If there's someone that owns a blog that has very high reach and they reach the target audience that we're looking at, we would consider working with that particular blogger or an influencer that's related to that in some way. And we would work with them on, you know, a, an opportunity that could raise the visibility of our brand while also helping them achieve what they're after too, which is probably credibility and getting readers and those sorts of things. So we, we don't just look at the traditional, as you would say, the top five or the top three. We're, we're looking more broadly than that. Well, that is very, very good to know. Now, why is it important for a business to have a social media presence? I think it's important because when we look at what people, the, just the purchase cycle and the decision-making process of mm -hmm. for most brands, you know, that a lot of people place, we see a large emphasis on or a large trust in what other people say about a product. And so we see really strong correlations to sales coming out of that. So if I'm someone and I'm advocating for a brand, my friends and my networks are more influenced by that than they would necessarily just a regular advertisement. So we see a strong influence factor in in social media that really businesses shouldn't ignore. What they should try to look at is how does this apply to my brand? And mm -hmm. it, it may be slightly different approach, but the still still the mechanics of, of sharing and the mechanics of 
someone influencing another person, those can still be applied. And so I, I, I think that it's really important for brands to consider social media because of the trust that people have in other people. And then the other thing to consider is that you have current customers and how do you keep them engaged and how do you keep them feeling like their voice is heard, but also that there are opportunities for you to engage them beyond the initial purchase because you know that whatever purchase cycle you're looking at, if you keep them more engaged, a current customer is a lot easier to re-engage than trying to go out and, and capture a new customer. So trying to look at social, I think it's important for businesses to look at social for those two things, you know, awareness and also that influence that people bring uh, to convince their their networks that are already established to purchase the product. But also that flip side of after purchase, how do you keep those that customer base highly engaged and, and even understanding of the most recent products that are out there so that they're prompted more frequently and their purchasing behavior is a little bit more frequent so that you can get them to be frequent buyers of your of your brand or product. All right. Uh, what would you say to a business who isn't utilizing social media? I think that they should just consider step back a little bit and look at their current marketing mix and see if there's opportunities for them to consider um, social in that marketing mix and, and really what would that look like. I, I think a lot of businesses are wary of social because mm-hmm. they, you know, it seems some still to some businesses it's still a little bit uneasy because the measurement is still being defined and it it seems like there's still a level of trust and if I run this ad then I'm going to get I'm going to get customers and if you know and, and correlations to sales and things like that that are more historic and, and you know that that feels comfortable but I, I think what I would look at is again just second guessing or taking another look at what is really successful that are all of your marketing efforts successful and then are there areas that maybe you feel like you've just continued to do, but they're not necessarily stellar performers, then can you take some of that budget and just allocate it towards experimenting or or kind of dipping your toe in in the social space? But I would encourage that that experimentation is very strategic. If you're a certain type of business, you may, may not think that social is for you. And that's probably because you're defining social as Facebook and Twitter and how does that relate to anything that, you know, that your current customer base aren't really using those channels to research products. But what you may want to dig a little bit deeper on is, is really how is your current customer discovering new products and then start there. And then you may find that there's some answers in the social space that can help you reach that person in the places that they are currently searching. Uh, We find, you know, even just SEO, the impact of social on SEO is is worth looking at because so many people are using search to find new products. And we also find just that influence of of people, that's a really strong indicator, too, of of really using your dollars and and maximizing your, your spend in the social space because you not only get, you know, the awareness within your current customer base, but you get their networks, which you may or may not already be reaching. 
Mm-hmm. Well, those are some good suggestions. Now, what is the first thing that a business should do when trying to decide what social network to be on? I think the first is doing some research into your target. What we typically do is look at, we've kind of coined the uh, Forrester methodology of, of post, which is looking at your people, your business objectives, then looking at the strategies in the social space and then looking at the tools and technologies that you may need to reach them. So really starting with your potential customer or your target customer and using some research and some data to see where they're engaging, how they're engaging, um, and again, looking at their purchase cycle So mm-hmm. and where they go for information and who they trust and really understanding them. And from there, you can kind of see some some trends that could inform a strategy. So you might find that, again, they they go online and, and do and perform online searches, or they would prefer to uh, engage with a, a company's website. Even um, these are places that you know when you're thinking of a social strategy, you may not necessarily consider if you start with, okay, we need to be on Facebook because everyone else is on Facebook. Right. That may not be, your current customer may be on Facebook, but they may not be engaging with brands or companies on Facebook like you think that they are. So getting some some quality research and using that research and under, really understanding who you're targeting and how they're engaging online is really important. Now, how important is it for a business to consider their customer, like their age, their, their age range, their gender, their income range? and the networks that their customers use. So you were saying to do all that research and everything. Now, is it extremely vital to pay attention to the specifics about your customer or just more look so look at where they are rather than their age and everything else? I think you can look at the, the data and then and kind of go from there. And I feel like with, you know, just age and gender may not be enough now. You need to look at some psychographic data as well. How do they feel about technology, for instance? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do they adopt new tools? Uh, even what does their mobile usage look like? And then again, you can find a lot of data that says, like, well, you know, what is their propensity to be on social networks, even? And so that those things, like going beyond maybe just the standard, you know. Uh, age and gender, but going into a little bit of the psychographics as well, and then figuring out how does that, what does this person look like on on, the, on social? Mm-hmm. I, I think when we just look at age and gender and income, sometimes we can miss the larger story of, of what, how, what and how current customers are really engaging. And, you know, we have kind of this general picture of someone that there might be two or three different profiles within that profile. And so really unpacking that a little bit and really discovering how they're engaging. I think that's really important. And unfortunately, sometimes we stay, as marketers, we stay too high level and we really haven't understood our future or current target as much as we should. Now, once a business has identified where their customer is and who they are and what their purchasing history is and everything. What's the next step? Should a business evaluate their competition's presence on social media? 
Yeah, I think looking at the competitors and seeing how successful it may have been for that competitor is really helpful. Also, just seeing what activities the competitors are doing and how people are engaging with it. If if you find that your competitor is very similar to you and, and they've run a social campaign that is a huge failure, <laughs> you might want to ask yourself, why is that why did that not perform within this target? And there's a lot that you will never know. You, you don't. You probably won't know exactly how that was promoted, or you know, even why their current customer would uh, would or wouldn't engage. But you can learn a lot by just looking at what what competitors are doing. If you find that there aren't any competitors, sometimes you may ask yourself, is this a breakout opportunity for my brand, or is there a reason? why other competitors haven't gotten in this space. And, you know, sometimes we find that being the breakout is, is is the best strategy. And sometimes we find following in line and finding other creative solutions that aren't the traditional channels, that sometimes that is, really is the best for the business. And other competitors have also discovered that as well. So you can kind of go both ways. But I think keeping a pulse on, on the competitors is really helpful because you might be able to learn from someone else's strategy and, and see for yourself if that was effective or not. And hopefully save some time and resources if it, if it seems like it wasn't successful. Uh, the other thing is just developing your own strategy and really looking at how you would like to measure success. So at the end of the day, you know, really, why are you wanting to engage in social in the first place? And what do you hope to gain from it? And I think spending some time really defining what measures of success could look like at a higher level, then you might have a better social strategy. And uh, what I would advise is to not get too hung up on really specific measures of success like Facebook fans or Twitter followers or things like that at a high level, but look at, do I want to grow an awareness? So then, okay, what would my efforts within social look like if, if that were the case? And then how would I specifically measure it? Um, because if you start a little bit broad, you know, in that broad space of I, I'm trying to generate awareness, you're going to have a little bit more flexibility in your actual social strategy. Mm -hmm. And you might decide that Facebook isn't the right place for your strategy and that reaching out to certain influencers and, and different websites might be a better solution to, to gain awareness. So I think it, I, I think unfortunately some businesses jump in and they say, I want to be in, on Facebook because my competitors on Facebook and they miss the point entirely. And then they spend a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort trying to just beat out their competitors with number, you know, number of fans or number of followers and that sort of thing. And you never know really what that competitor has spent. So it becomes kind of a, you know, you're, you're comparing against that and it can be exhausting. And, and then at the end of the day, you're, you're looking at yourself like, was that worth it in the end? Mm -hmm. So I would just say, you know, look at your competitors, but also keep your own goals and look at those higher level objectives and keep those in mind. Okay. Now, what can a business do when new social media channels or networks come out? Like Vine, for example, it's growing in popularity by leaps and bounds, just like Instagram. You know, should you develop a strategy? Um, like just what do you do? And like, what do you do if it doesn't fit with your business's needs, but it's huge with your it's just huge. Yeah, I think a lot of 
companies feel that pressure that something new has come out and I need to jump on it. And certainly there is real value in that if, if you approach it the right way and you understand what your strategy is in the social space. For some brands, you know, being the first to two things is their whole social strategy. You know, they want to be the first. They want to be seen as innovative and maybe their target um, or maybe their business reaches all ages in some way. And so they have a little bit more flexibility than others. Or maybe their um, their brand promise is very fun and, and clever and using a new network in a surprising way is really on par with what that brand is all about. Like for others, you know, I think that whenever a new network comes out, taking a look at it from the beginning of and having some time to play is really helpful mm-hmm. because when a new network starts out, in most cases, the brand involvement is a little bit more unclear. So there aren't necessarily parameters in play for how a business should play along with the customer in that uh, atmosphere. You know, even Instagram has done some ad development and for some users it's still received negatively. So the brand in some cases has to understand the audience and how they're engaging with that network for it to come up with even a creative solution for how to engage on that platform. And if they are a brand that wants to be new and fun and surprising in the way that they use the, the channel, that requires an understanding of Uh, really understanding the channel and the audience within it. So I think regardless of what your social strategy is, when a new platform comes out, on a personal level, if you're a marketer, you should be signing up for it, Mm -hmm. trying to understand how the rules of engagement play. And then you'll start to see opportunities for your brand in that. Uh, So, you know, whenever something new comes out, I, I think all of us here at at the agency that I work for, we download it, we are on it, we're engaging with each other. And then from there, we can really see the application to our brand that we represent. So, um, you know, that's probably the the most beneficial. And looking at the data too, you know, and and also looking at funding and and other things like that that show whether or not this network will be sustainable Mm -hmm. uh, and keeping an eye out on how some of those uh, changes happen. You know, when Pinterest first launched it, it was primarily female and it is still primarily female. Right. But we've kept our eye out on that. And so if a, you know, if a brand comes to us and they say, we really want want to be on Pinterest, but they are looking to reach a primarily male demographic, we're still a little bit more hesitant to to even propose that or even entertain that, con- that idea. So uh, I, I think it's important to play yourself as a marketer with the network, but also keep an eye out on what data are they releasing? Are they not releasing certain uh, data points that could suggest that that particular network is a little bit weak mm-hmm. in certain areas or maybe not as beneficial to a brand as maybe the mainstream media would make it out to believe. Now, unfortunately, our time is coming to a close today on Technically Speaking. So I just want to thank Lisa for joining us and sharing her expert advice. To find more employment-related shows, head over to algianradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, email me at aljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm Katie Chesney with Algian Radio, and I'll see you next time.